It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is Time Enough Podcast. Hello, it's Time Enough Podcast, where we dive into episodes of The Twilight Zone and beyond. This is Matt here. It's Mark Malik today that's there. Hello. He looks confused. Wait. Do you have a fever? Uh, I got the I got the prompt to that you're recording, so I hope that it recorded that. Yeah, it should, because it says recording. Well, I, I had got it just now, so I hope it didn't cut out before I okay. said got it. Just excuse this man. He's he's got a fever. I'm imagining that windows are popping up and telling me things. Yeah, you you know what I hate that um that jazz song, the fever. You mean fever? Just just fever. Yeah, I don't, it I don't like happened that song. long ago. Yeah, I don't like that song. I think I, because I think because when I was in elementary school, some girl did that as like a dance routine, and it seemed like you know really lame when you're seven or eight years old. I actually love that song. I do not apologize. No, that's fine. I, I think it comes from an elementary talents show performance that got me not cool with it. Same with I mean, summertime. I, yeah, summertime. I've always. Oh, at summertime, like uh, I don't like summertime, that song. Either. Summertime, some, some, summertime. No, 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 no. Where the living is easy, right? Yeah, that one too. Summer. That one was ruined. You know the song. Summertime uh, blues is okay. The Who's version blues. is okay. I mean, there ain't yeah. no cure for it. Yeah, right. Just like there ain't no cure for fever either. Right. Okay. Um, let's get into this fever, I guess. It's, we should stop talking about songs that aren't in the show. You mean <laughs> let's catch this fever? Let's catch this fever with some trivia. Catch this fever. Let's, let's trivia this fever up. Is that, is that, that sounds wrong somehow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's make this fever trivial. Yes. Here we go. Robert Flory already showed up to direct the episode Perchance to Dream. He directed this one, and he will helm one more episode of the series after this. Everett Sloan plays Franklin Gibbs. He began his career on Broadway in 1935 and quickly began multitasking into radio, performing on the March of Time and as a member of Orson Welles' Mercury Theater. It was surely the later gig that landed him the role of Mr. Bernstein in Citizen Kane which is generally regarded to be the Citizen Kane of Citizen Kane's. Flora Gibbs is Vivi Janice. She did a lot of television guest spots in the 60s and was also the voice of Walt Disney's Daisy Duck. She will have one more appearance in the Twilight Zone. The slot machine was a bit of a fiasco in this episode as California had stringent anti-gambling laws at the time. Even obtaining the prop was somewhat difficult. The machine's voice was obtained by dropping a bunch of dimes and quarters down a metal chute, recording that sound, and then strapping tiny speakers to the voice actor's uh, esophagus, playing the sound as he spoke through his esophagus. So that's pretty trippy. That's, trippy. I, my assumption was that someone just talked into a, a coin chute, but man, that's a lot trippier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, did a, they got into a whole lot of... Uh, 
something for that but you got you have to appreciate it. i mean as you know Field it's a, design i guess the sound Field guys, recording yeah they need to they need to have something to do that day right they're not you know everyone's got their job makes um, a great story i want you to get us into this prologue us be a prologue man okay Mr. and Mrs. Franklin Gibbs, three days and two nights, all expenses paid at a Las Vegas hotel, won by virtue of Mrs. Gibbs' knack with a phrase. But unbeknownst to either Mr. or Mrs. Gibbs is the fact that there's a prize in their package that neither expected nor bargained for. In just a moment, one of them will succumb to an illness worse than any virus can produce, most inoperative, deadly, life-shattering affliction known as the fever. But Tom, you have a gambling problem. No, you have a gambling problem. <laughs> right. Um, um, ha- have have you have? Are you a gambler? You have to gamble. Actually, when I was pretty young, I'd say about eighteen or nineteen, I knew a kid who had a slot machine in his basement, and I ended up just completely fixated on it, like to the point where I was ignoring everyone else. <laughs> so I just decided that meant that I had a gambling problem, so I would never go to a casino so i pretty much haven't so yeah, yes for, i am a gambler okay for me it's tr- kind of, it's sorry, like a, yeah if money's involved my luck's always bad right so mm. gam like like if i play poker and it's just plant for chips I, I do well but if we start playing for real money i start losing the one exception being uh i did a training in japan with uh, a bunch of people and they wanted to play poker and i was like let's just play for fun they're like no let's play for stakes so i took all their money because I actually was good at poker at the time and they weren't. So mm. <laughs> I don't think I could do that now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm theoretically good at poker, but I'm not good at like keeping my emotions out of it. Like uh, I will just, you know, I, I will just get into a pissing match over anything because <laughs> I get upset. That's one strategy, I guess. Right. It's not a strategy. It's not a strategy. You have to just, you know, you know fold, 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 fold. Right. Yeah, the shock and awe, the shock and awe tap tactic. <laughs> um, yeah, the one time I ever played poker at a casino ever with our uh, mutual friend Devin, I was doing pretty good until someone just basically started raising, and then I was like, "Oh yeah," and then you know I was out. I, I was doing really well until I was like the second person out of the game. You raise me, no, I raise you. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much. That's why I can't play poker. I went to Vegas once, uh, just over. I spent one night in Vegas. That sounds like a hmm. movie or something. And I said I'd only spend like 20 minutes, uh, 20 minutes, $20 on the slots. Mm-hmm. So I got bored after $8 and spent the other $12 on martinis because they're really cheap in yeah. Vegas. So I was just like stumbling up and down the strip at 3 a.m., like having drunk four martinis. I, I th- for me, that's, that's the Vegas experience I want in. That's the one I got, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm almost to the point where I think I'm adult enough that I could go and not do anything stupid. But, you know, that's how they get younger, you. just, yeah, that's how they get you is that you think you're not going to do anything stupid. Well, I mean, that's how they got. That's what this guy is. He's he comes. In, I mean, they come in uh, well, the Sloan's. They come in like American Gothic, you know, <laughs> I think I think this is something different. But I mean, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But I think uh, to me, this is basically a case of people who spend a lot of time moralizing don't spend a lot of time actually thinking about what they're what they're talking about 
Yeah, I mean, someone so, way back in the day just said, "Hey, this is a sin." I mean, they don't they don't really bring up Christianity in this episode, but it's pretty clear that these would be the Midwest, you know, Bible beaters. Yes, and it's like you don't stop the the reason that gambling is quote unquote evil is because the odds are bad. Yeah, and they they seem like they they seem like basically that's that requires like a very basic understanding of mathematics, which. <laughs> This guy just doesn't have, I guess. It's like a thing where he he never it, understood what was wrong with gambling to start with. Right, exactly. Someone just told him it was bad. Now he's a Vegas, so he's giving everything around him the stink eye, right? <laughs> which is which is why until pretty much the end, I was thinking that it was some kind of demonic slot machine. Yeah, I we I think we kind of get well. You know, it's it's better when we leave it ambiguous. I mean, maybe it is a di- yeah. d- demonic, a demonic uh, slot machine, right? It just it's yeah, spelled but, out for you. But I, as I tend to do, I was trying to just sort of figure out what the what the mechanism was from the start, and I was pretty convinced that the guy who early on says, "Hey, buddy, put a coin," like basically just forces him to put a coin in the machine, <laughs> was like he was the one who was cursed previously, so he was like passing it on, and then basically like franklin had to make another person play the slot machine but he just but that's not what happened <laughs> because his because his his 50s sensibility moral center would not allow him to give that curse to anyone else well i don't think that i don't think he would i don't think he even thought that much he wasn't really thinking he was just sort of like he wasn't I have to play that. the machine because i know he wasn't <laughs> i have to play this machine because i have to play this machine i mean i hate it if he's if he's staring at the the casino floor and being so, you know, judging on it, maybe he can just go catch one of those showgirl shows, or Star Trek: The Experience. Oh, you think was that what was that like in 1950? What Star Trek: The Experience? Yeah, was it like uh, just cardboard sets? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean this was I I hate to, you know. I hate to nitpick. I'm not nitpicking. It was like very obvious that they had to uh, just sort of put a bunch of slot machines in a room and pretend it was Vegas. It was not- yeah, yeah. The only Vegas <laughs> in this is. Very- I think they sent a establishing shots. This. Establishing shots only. Yeah. That's right. This is very much filmed in California. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I it's like the casino floor doesn't look very glam, but I don't think any of them looked particularly glam in 1959. Like this probably is more or less what I mean, maybe you'd have more blinky lights. That's a tough one. You know, um, the last time I watched Showgirls, it's it felt like it just a really exaggerated. I was like, Vegas isn't really this elaborate. But you think of the 50s as sort of just a huge opulent. Yeah, but Vegas was still kind of like I, I feel like it didn't really like explode to like the late 60s. Yeah, I'm not I'm not that up in my Vegas history, so I really okay. don't know. For for the other podcast we uh, or for the oral hygiene we did one about Vegas and I think it was actually it might have been 54, but it was like way early Vegas and it was like, mm-hmm. "Hey, check out this great motel." Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. They were like, "Look at look the famous at all. people staying at our motel." Look so, at our 3 feet d- deep swimming pool. Exactly. I think they literally <laughs> had that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it took a this is kind of like not full on Vegas time yet. 
is is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm sure, sense. you know, New York City, maybe Atlantic City was was rolling by this point. I don't know. But uh, that would make sense for Atlantic City to have been bigger. And then they switch places in the 70s right. or something. Right. Who knows? Right. That's a that's another podcast when we uh, have our Vegas history podcast. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even I think that. of anything clever. Yeah. Okay. Did a Vegas history podcast. Um, okay. So let's see. Uh, he's not happy with her wasting a nickel. I guess that's why he has to take the coin from that guy. I don't even. It's interesting that he basically like tries to physically force her not to play the slot machine. And then another man has to physically force him to play a slot machine. Well, they, who, maybe their home domestic of, situation is a little rough. I think people were <laughs> I mean, really handsy back then, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she obviously seems to be sort of beaten down or whatever. Yeah. And I think she's probably better off now that he's dead. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> she could take I mean, life insurance and have I a mean, hell of a time in Vegas. <laughs> I would absolutely. I would rather watch my partner die than have them like tell me what to do all the time. No offense, <laughs> everyone on earth. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, because I, I, you know, my my wife wanted to buy just like a lotto ticket. I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Nothing came of it, right? Yeah, because you're normal. That's just like this guy is just this guy is a stand-in for a lot of terrible people, and um, maybe maybe a little bit more of a rare type of terrible person these days because I think terrible people have like big have themselves kind of morphed into the bad boys. Yeah, because different different kinds of terrible people. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like but they're still controlling, but it's like this thing where like I'm just I'm gonna tell you when you can come and go, but also here's a rape joke. Yeah. Like that's basically <laughs> is what they've evolved into. But you know, this this is you know, it, it's not really a case of getting what you deserve, I guess, but it's it's a it's a tough one. It's definitely like a uh a uh, lesson in hypocrisy i guess well i mean again it's a 25 minute show so, so they have mm-hmm. to kind of do broad strokes for a lot you know like true and some, sometimes they just want to be like hey this guy kind of sucks from the get-go he's never really going to be that great let's watch let's watch what horrible things are going to happen to him now yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's true and and you don't really feel that bad for him when he's just completely sinking into oblivion even though i guess he's spending all of his soon-to-be widow's money, but <laughs> although you you mentioned, well, again, they could, I'm sure they have life insurance. This is fifties, and and they're pretty old, right? <laughs> well, also they're on like a whatever a sweepstakes thing. I bet if you die on a trip that you won on a like a sweepstakes, you probably get extra money for some reason. <laughs> oh, get how old is this guy? What what's your guess? Um, forty eight. What really? That's your guess? That's my guess because uh, people from back then are always older than or younger than you think they are. That's why. Like my, if I was gonna be like, guess make a contemporary swing at it, like sixty. But he looks yeah, okay. I'm guessing forty eight. No, actually, I, I I checked the actor's birth date, so he would have been about yeah. about fifty one at the time. 50, yeah, 51. close. So yeah, you are close. But yeah, I was like, he, I mean, he looked old in Citizen Kane, right? It's just he's one of those mm-hmm. dudes that was like born old, I think. Like, yeah, like Wilford Brimley. 
Yes, exactly. That I was I, the only reason I didn't say it first is I was still trying to work out his name. I was going to say like Cromwell or something. I know that was wrong. Uh, I don't know. Cromwell might have looked old. I, I haven't seen much of Cromwell, so <laughs> um, I, I've seen him in the recent HBO show Succession, and he is still old. No, I'm talking about the real Cromwell. We don't know if if he oh, was old before. Oh, you James not. Cromwell. Oh yeah, th- yeah. He, he I guess he was born pretty old too. Come <laughs> yeah, to that's what I was thinking of because yeah. No, I was thinking of Oliver Cromwell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No relation? Maybe. Relation. I, I think they're cousins. Yeah. They're kissing cousins. They like to be kissing. That's how you get successful. Over kissing centuries. Your cousin. Kissing over, your cousins. Over yeah. centuries of time. Now, this centuries guy, of, of wealth accumulated. You, yeah. You mentioned this guy's got like a hoarding problem, too, which, yeah. Yes, he does. He has he has OCD. That is. That is for real. He just is like trying to obsessively control the machine. And then he's yeah, he, he starts out when he wins money. He's like, no, I have to protect the money. And then he's like, I have to put the money back in the machine. And then it just turns into I have to play the machine, which. Mm. And then and then it turns into the thing where, where I was like, OK, this seems like a good episode for, for Mark to come on, who loves absurdities, because the machine basically starts chasing him. Yes, I love it. That was my favorite part. I mean, yeah, that was my course. favorite part of the machine. It's just like it was um, remind me of Deadly Friend. Have you seen that film? Uh, maybe like way, way, way back. That's an older one, right? Uh, it was Wes Craven was making a touching story about how a, a kid who had a friend who a kid who made robots. Uh, made friends with the girl down the street who was being abused and you know they became friends and, and he, uh he made it tested horribly to, yeah it to... tested horribly so he was so the studio was like you're going in for reshoots and you're going to make the robot a murder machine <laughs> you're going to make you're going to make him have to put the robot's brain into the girl after she gets beaten to death and the girl is going to go around murdering people and that's what this reminded me of that that's a case where i'm kind of okay with the studio interference then <laughs> I mean, if he, yeah, he was trying to make E.T. and not everybody can make E.T. Maybe it would have been good, but, but probably wouldn't have even like E.T. No. is, we don't need a lot of E.T.'s, but then there's this I'm, thing I'm, where everyone tries. A movie with murder robots is always better than a movie without ro- murder robots, right? Honestly, if E.T. had murdered people, that probably would have been better. Getting back to Citizen Kane, what's the one thing that's really missing? Murder robots. Wait. Oh, yeah. Murder Wait. robots. There isn't murder. Is there murder in Citizen Kane? No, there isn't. Uh, he just, he just, he just, um, he murders all of his stuff after his wife leaves him. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So that, that <laughs> but it's still not robotic murder. So it's it kind of robotic because he's in that weird old man makeup. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just wrote like he's kind of experiencing the crystal meth side of the gambler's fallacy, you know? <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> like, a really, it's a, it, this is a morality play. This is one of those, you know, many Twilight Zone episodes, they're just, this is a morality play. Here you go. And it is like a very heightened version of it. Because he, real- he only wins oh. once. <laughs> yeah. He only wins once and then he dumps like all of his money that he ever had into it. <laughs> He's like writing checks to himself and cashing them and then then absolutely flipping out it's like it's like the whatever the drug episode of saved by the bell basically yeah yeah she's she was so excited yeah and she's so scared yeah <laughs> and so Great is episode. he 
yeah yeah so classic. they don't we don't get that we don't get some whack music video in this one though we just no, get, you the, get a murder slot machine yeah that's what i'll say we get the murderous <laughs> slot machine with the insane voice that was a production <laughs> yeah it's fantastic i mean i i it's like i feel like i wanted more but i can't i feel like i can't complain because it was just so like delightful just the slot machine just be like <laughs> why don't you love me anymore he didn't say that but yeah <laughs> I just yeah heard, i just heard and, it's, and, like the, it's like the title of the episode is justifying everything that's happening <laughs> yeah and, and um and just one of my favorite outs that is so commonly used in genre film and tv which is just jump out a window and the episode's over <laughs> well so the, the i said this the director did perchance the dream as well which ends exactly the same way so, well not exactly but you'd be like maybe he just had a fetish about people jumping out of windows and dying i mean he's probably just one of those people that's like yep that's when where I, we that's where we take it when i was watching it last night i felt like the hotel room wasn't actually that high up no it was it was like a third story hotel yeah <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'll, I'll kill you if you're 51, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. A, a 1959, 51. I'm 44. I feel like I would be very hurt out of a third story window. Be pretty <laughs> if I'm grumpy. not just falling straight down and without like trying to land on my feet or anything. No, the image I had was like of the, the motel again, where he's like jumping out of the first story window and just like american style first story which is on the ground so he just like plops onto the ground and dies <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> he's just that out of shape <laughs> uh you know i'm sure it's like one of those it's like one of those things where you punch somebody in the face and they're unconscious it's like a, a shortcut it's just the the shortcut to resolve your um your conflict yeah now of course in uh, japan there's all the the pachinko machines which i think i think no foreigner has ever understood the the lure of pachinko but uh i ha i mean i've played several in the states i mean i played one when i was a child kids up the street had one but like i don't i've never understood the allure is like how the hell do they work why am i getting <laughs> balls i mean it, and i definitely the first time i came to visit you in japan like i think the first night we sort of just walked through one as like a shortcut to get to the restaurant and it was a combination of like the kind of harsh lighting and everyone just kind of staring an extreme like, noise yeah it was like oh no this is this this is scary no this is bad <laughs> so i was like immediately i was like no i'm not gonna dabble in this no but uh, anyway I, the the pachinko Geeks. Sorry, I heard they're having a hard time right now. Actually, in Japan, like there's like they're uh, the they, they pachinko economy is kind of collapsing. That's not unsurprising. <laughs> Double negative. But yeah, the pachinko geeks try to target the uh, brand new machines. They say they pay off better in the first few days. Hmm. Interesting. I'm sure that's not true. They just say that. <laughs> just yeah. No, I, uh, this this was shortly pre-covid but yeah I, I went to the skin doctor and then i'm walking to the train stations there was like a, i guess they had new machines that day and there was like a line of like 50 people waiting for the parlor to open like mm -hmm. so that was kind of weird <laughs> yeah every, everyone i mean i think everyone who gambles thinks they have a system and right. uh, most of the time they don't especially with like i think slot machines things like that are just the probably the worst 
like yeah because probably poker the, uh, at least there's like a skill you know if you're playing cards or something i mean luck too but yeah you know, there is some skill to that as well so um oh the other thing about uh pachinko is you have to pronounce it correctly pachinko yeah because if you don't you want to stress the first or the last sounds you don't want to stress the middle one because in japanese that sounds mm. dirty oh so our friend scott uh, uh way back in the day um this was before i had married my wife but it was it was scott myself her and a couple of her friends from college and we we're doing karaoke and uh scott kept going like pachinko pachinko and it sounded like really like he was like a scumwad but he didn't even know it because <laughs> <laughs> oh then, that, that'll happen yeah so that that was pretty fun so if you are doing that be be careful um how you say the word <laughs> okay. to, especially in japan i guess just the, your tip for the day <laughs> mm. <laughs> or or don't or just avoid pachinko don't oh, he, don't play it don't uh, play it or, or the pachinko machine will come and murder you right right and well you'll hear it coming a mile away it's not like this, <laughs> one, that, <laughs> this one just kind of clinkles up to you right so <laughs> you won't be able to hear it call your name because the balls will be making too much noise exactly but yeah i was thinking uh you know franklin's not crazy he's just misunderstood or crazy <laughs> you know? he's just he's crazy he wears Poor shoes in bed like, I think this this also kind of highlights the whole thing where if you know someone who is absolute, I don't want to use the word confident, who absolutely sure they know what how the world works. Like as soon as they make a downturn, then they are doomed. It's because, not me. It's the machine. Yeah, exactly. He's like so sure he knows the gambling is evil. And then he just. He just does the thing where he just makes a turn where he's so sure that he has to gamble until he dies. Yeah, he just head on takes a dive into it. Yeah, so like I said, it's crystal meth. He got like w like one second of pleasure and the rest of it sucked. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like when it's like when people are so sure that they um, that they have control of their life and then they're doing drugs and they're so so sure they need drugs and then they're so sure that they want to join this scary church. Dude, I got to cut out early. My phone's telling me to jump out the window. Okay. Okay. <laughs> your, do, do, maybe your video game consoles are chasing you down the street like, finish. Uh, finish, finish Halo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, and the other one, maybe just because he's old, um, he didn't sleep for 24 hours. I'm like, come on, that's nothing. You can do that. It's not a big, I mean, if he had been like awake for 72 hours and, and he was like literally starting to hallucinate, that'd be cool. Well, this is a, just a telltale sign of abuse because she says, you know, you're, you know how you feel when you don't get a good night's sleep, which means that basically like he uses that yeah. as an excuse. Yeah. Oh, and my uh, final, my final observation. Did you notice anything strange about the ending of this episode? Uh, no. Okay. The, the crowd, the crowd surrounds his body, the EMTs declare him dead and then everyone just walks away <laughs> leaves him there <laughs> well you know what they say what happens in vegas stays in vegas yeah once you're declared dead they just leave you on the street in vegas to rot but <laughs> yeah i mean when I you're just, declared dead in vegas you stay in vegas i mean obviously it's just oh we want to have this dramatic shot of him all alone and dead but i'm like wait a minute everyone just came up acknowledged that there's a corpse and then they just walk away <laughs> <laughs> and leave him including his wife Jeez. i was i was sort of like time crunched when i watched this because um 
I was unable to watch it on Paramount Plus because, oh, which by the way, last time we did an episode for this podcast, it was on Hulu and it's just moved uh. to Paramount Plus. And um, Paramount Plus uploaded a version of this where the dialogue goes out of sync halfway through. Oh, that's annoying. I, I checked it on like three different things and it was always out of sync. So it is their, literally their fault. I had, yeah. glad, glad I got those Blu-rays. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to have to pick those up. Question time. Who in this episode went into the Twilight Zone? I, I want to say the slot machine, but it was... Off. I, okay. Okay. I'm going to say... Franklin's what's her name? Franklin's wife. Flora. Oh, sorry. Flora? Flora, yeah. Flora went into the Twilight Zone. Okay. Franklin did not because he's dead. He was he was she just watched the Twilight Zone eat him. Okay, yeah. I guess that works. Watch the monster eat someone. But it, but did he deserve it? Being the question too. Did he deserve to be eaten by the Twilight Zone? Yeah. That's the problem. Like he sucked at the beginning of the episodes. You know, sometimes, was, yeah. I, I maybe wanted like a little bit more of a chaotic. It it wasn't like an entirely satisfying uh, fate, I guess. But no, no. Uh, I would say a lot of that is made up for by um, talking, walking slot machine. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that goes a long way, and, really. And his performance. I mean, he did a great job. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, nothing wrong with the performance. Uh, it's just you, the the man is quite unlikable. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's hard not so, and I you already kind of alluded like for Flora, it's probably like going to work out like better for her in the end, not to have to deal with this dude anymore. Yes, but at the same time, she does always have to remember that time that happened. So, <laughs> so she's gonna have a bunch of PTSD, but yeah, probably but a her, huge payout. Like, my my husband just suddenly got a gambling addiction and jumped out a window so what if i mean what if she just has to like pay off his gambling debts for the rest of her life what if there's a there's a second episode where she gets like a job as a cigarette girl in vegas and she's stuck there forever yeah yeah i don't know we don't know how much he spent we don't know what his income was in the first place they obviously didn't travel much so i don't think he was a and, and you know, the Vegas people are very condescending to them, like they're just some bumpkins, right? So, yeah, they're like, oh, what the daily newspaper, your local town? Sure, we'll send this picture to them. <laughs> very condescending. So even if yeah. um, Vegas had not achieved its peak glam yet, it was still bigger than their town, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, even this version of Vegas, which was just like a room. What do you want to do on the uh, tripometer for this one? Oh, this one's uh for me, this one's a five. It's like basically oh, really? Yeah, this one to me is like two for everything but the slot machine, but the slot machine itself brings up to five. Okay. Okay. See, I'm I'm going three point five mostly because of slot machine. Okay. Because <laughs> otherwise it's just kinda of, like you said, it's kind of a morality play. It's not so trippy, yeah. but but if I mean if you're like slot machine five, I mean that's cool. I get that. <laughs> I think if if anyone else had seen the slot machine, that's kind of what I wanted. If anyone else had seen or heard the slot machine, then it would have gone up to like a seven for me. But but right. Hmm. Wait, wait, the scale's one to five. Oh, really? Yeah, so you're two point five. Damn it. I should have said that. Yeah, two point. Sorry, that, that yeah. makes more sense. <laughs> like, <forgot>. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, why I was like, "Whoa, a five? That's hardcore, man!" I did. <laughs> wow, this yeah, two point five. Do you have any weird machines in, in your room now? 
Yeah, I have like 14 synthesizers. Okay. Slot I machines, mean, no slot machines. No, no slot machines. I mean, here's an arcade stick. Okay. That's, oh, that, that's that pretty cool. Large, it's a very large arcade stick for people just listening. <laughs> Why yes. is that large? Oh, because it's like you're using the arcade machine, but it's in your lap when you yeah, use it. Yeah, this is like 20 pounds. Wow. I think that seems so Wait. impractical. No, no, no. It's not 20 pounds, 10 pounds. Okay. I don't know what my strength is. It's yeah. pretty heavy. Okay. That's, and I know you got your giant trackball. So just no, no slot machines because yep. you don't want to. No slot machines. That but, is it. What well, if, this is the thing. I moved from living by myself for 10 years in with roommates, and I've just had to downsize a whole bunch. So if I did have a slot machine, it would be gone now because those if, take up a lot of space. Because if you had a slot machine, you could gamble because you'd be the gambler and the house. Yeah, but the problem is then it's not the money you're losing. It's the time at that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that That's like the real that that's definitely part of it for me. It's like I have I mean, right now I'm having pro- problems and not playing Halo Infinite, which doesn't get me any money at all. <laughs> and then you'd have to start like, you know, taking yourself out into the alley out back and beating the crap out of yourself because you owe yourself so much money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How do you do that? You have to like, you have to get all this leverage with one hand. I guess it'd be like the Fight Club thing. Yeah, which is I don't, I still don't, I still think that's kind of sci-fi, like punching yourself really hard. (laughs) Hey, did you see uh, a few weeks ago the news where that where the Chinese Fight Club? I mean, (laughs) they had added the card. They cut out the last two minutes and added the card at the end, which is yeah. It's like Poochie goes went back to his home planet. Yeah, like exactly. literally is that. Yeah, it's the it's police like, one. The police apprehended Tyler. Uh, no, because of the clue from Tyler, the police apprehended him before the buildings exploded. So everything was okay. And he spent 12 years in the lunatic asylum. <laughs> and then it, then Chuck Pol- Polaniak, is that how you pronounce his name? I don't even I don't know. know. He had to weigh in and be like, actually, that's closer to the ending of my book, even though I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gone record as saying he prefers the ending of the movie, but yeah. It's like, well, they just went back to the book ending. That's cool. Actually, that almost makes it seem like a more like sane decision, even though it's not. <laughs> no, it's it's one of those things where like it's one of those things where I don't really think if that ending had been filmed, it would be make it any lesser of a movie. In fact, really that I'm not a huge fan of the ending of the movie as it is, because it's just kind of romantic hollywood yeah to 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 make it just sort of an obvious case of state manipulation is that that's that's the part that's the problem yeah that is the the problem um when we're recording this the winter olympics are far in uh, no when we're when this is airing the winter olympics are far in the past but as we're recording it they're just getting ready to get started and, and that what the wild quarantine bubble i was just reading about that this morning you hear about that no they have this what they call a closed loop system where all the journalists and athletes are basically like people that work with them basically don't get to go home until the Olympics are over. Mm-hmm. So it's like the general population of Beijing will never have any contact whatsoever with any of the Olympic people. Hmm. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a bummer if you wanted to see things while you were there. <laughs> right. Of course, <laughs> if it's, it's just... safer, it's safer. I, yeah. I mean, I come from a country that botched almost everything except for except for like vaccine deployment and not even that doesn't even include vaccine acceptance so yeah no uh, i would just like yeah the, the amount of 
trouble they went to is you know coming from the uh what's becoming the ultimate uh you know whatever state that we're putting on that now but anyway it was, it was <laughs> the ultimate the ultimate fun for everyone and super great state that's <laughs> <laughs> because do we want just... we want this podcast to be number one in china even though it's an English yeah story. we're just gonna have to take all the winnie the pooh references out of it later and we'll have to skip the time travel episodes Oh yeah, I want anything that's like fantasy. I can't remember what the actually. I think we, I think are. we have to. I think we'd have to skip most of the episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they got, can't even have like the what the the one Chinese Marvel movie because there's too much like fantasy in it. I think, but Shang Chi <laughs> can't be. It's not in China. You can't watch it. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell Wait. you this date. Today it's March twenty eighth. Okay. Actually, hey, it's, it's Groundhog's Day. That's that's hey, March twenty eighth. <laughs> hey, it's March twenty eighth. If you live in the Atlanta area, <laughs> uh, let's just really hope that the Buried Alive Film Festival will be happening March thirty first mm. through April second, and we didn't have to reschedule it again. Oh, you got them dates memorized. Okay, so there we go. I mean, Hopefully, yeah, the the current dates as of whenever we recorded this. I guess yes. the uh, it would be check the website because that one doesn't check the website. Anything. That one doesn't stream or anything, right? Like no, it does go. not. There yeah. is the the people in charge of the festival are morally opposed to streaming, right. <laughs> so we're not. So it's go, not happening. So you just have to go to that. Okay, you go to that, or you or a listener somewhere else. In which case, I apologize. This one is time enough podcast. It is time enough pod on Twitter. It's on Facebook. It's on all the pod catchers, all of them now, finally. It, it turned out like one of the reasons it didn't show up on Apple was I had like it didn't my, my server didn't ask me this question. I had to go on the Apple site itself and it was like, what is the frequency of the podcast? It like wouldn't post it until I told them if it was like twice a week, once a week or what. Oh, I thought you were going to say, is it 44.8 kilohertz? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. There I was like. What that they they didn't post it for like a month because I didn't tell them the frequency. I mean, it's clearly every week. It's, hey, this is every week. Oh, people. Well. you get it once a week. Um, or you could they get us on Patreon, Podcastio, Podcastius. Um, we do other podcasts there, like Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. There's there's a Monster Mash for the Monster Hunters. Luke loves Pokemon for the Pokemon. Oral hygiene. We're doing that like. Like this is about to turn into oral hygiene in a minute, but you won't know because that's a different podcast feed, which you should check out. What? <laughs> I don't know. Confusing me. I just confused myself. It's fine. Uh, podcastio, podcastius. There, I'll say that and leave it. If you say it three more times, then the podcast monster will appear and eat you. Is <gasps> he look? Is he a giant machine like a slot machine? Yes. Podcastio, podcastius, podcastio, it is the, podcastius. It's a Harry Potter theme. It's, 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 it's just J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah. She's here. Okay, it's not a Harry Potter reference. I keep joking about it because I thought it was at first, and then like Luke peep specified show. that it is peep a peep show. show reference. Yes. Okay. Anyway, it's funny I got... because I've seen more peep show than I've seen Harry Potter. Actually. Okay. Anyway, J.K. Rowling's telling me to jump out the window, so I'll see you. All right.